0: Come, Lord Jesus, come. I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last week, I visited Alice Usher, a parishioner of ours, beloved, who is homebound now. For decades, Alice was a pillar of this church serving on the altar, a weekly volunteer at the women's prison. And she's an artist whose work we just exhibited here a couple years ago. I visit Alice monthly along with some of her friends and we celebrate the Eucharist together. This month, however, there were just two of us to visit Alice and we decided that we would sing Christmas carols. So Pam showed up with her recorder and I showed up with the hymnal, and together we made our way through the Christmas section of our hymnal. By the way, don't tell anyone I was singing Christmas hymns in in Advent. (laughs) Now, Alice is almost completely blind and fairly deaf, but she joined in on most of the carols, and after each one with her eyes closed, she would say, that was very nice and in the assisted living facility where she lives, a place that can be sad, many there have Alzheimer's and many can't get around by themselves and the smells are not great. Well, in that place, we raised our voices in joy and faithfulness, yet never unaware of where we were. Our songs were songs of hope in the face of old age, And ill health, hope in the face of loneliness and all too present death. We sang the carols of our tradition, angels we have heard on high and it came upon a midnight clear, lo how a rose air blooming and then after communion we ended with silent night. We sang those songs, not commercial Christmas songs, because our songs are the ones that sing of real hope. The hope of light in the darkness. The hope of voices raised in the midst of chaos and fear. How very important song is. How important singing. Music and song help us express our feelings, of course, singing sad songs when we are sad, allowing feelings too tender to discuss, to be poured out in song. We sing joyful songs to increase our joy. But perhaps even more important, singing also helps us live into feelings that we don't yet possess. Hope, joy, faith. And all of this has great precedence for us, of course. After all, songs are woven throughout the scriptures and our history. Miriam leads the Israelites in song after they have escaped the Egyptians. Hannah, long barren, sangs in thanksgiving for Samuel. The Psalms are an entire songbook filled with songs of lament and thanksgiving and hope. And when Paul and Silas are beaten, stripped, and thrown into prison, they sing hymns to God that are so powerful that an earthquake comes and frees them from their chains. And this tradition of singing in worship has come down through the centuries, chanting to begin and then later four-part harmony. Our hymns transmit our faith to us. For how often do we sing about things we are not yet sure that we believe? How often do we sing of God's power even when things look grim indeed? Songs have of course inspired people outside of the church. Hang out with any group that is oppressed and you will hear songs. Songs of anger and songs of hope. Go to any political demonstration, and eventually you will hear the great civil rights song, We Shall Overcome. And the Gospel of Luke, well, it is drenched in song. Zechariah's song that we heard on Advent too, and angels sing at the birth of Jesus. Simeon's song when he meets the infant Jesus, and the songs we hear today Songs sung in joy by Elizabeth and Mary. Filled by the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth sings out to Mary when she sees her, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And Mary sings back, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the loneliness of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. His mercy is for those who fear him. He has brought down the powerful and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. These songs of joy and thanksgiving sung in confidence to and about a God who is just and faithful and merciful are sung by two women who couldn't be further from power who from the outside had little to be thankful about. An old woman heavily pregnant would not have been admired but pitied. A young woman pregnant out of wedlock would not have been a figure of joy but one of scorn and condemnation. Neither woman was rich or powerful, neither lived in a society where the proud had yet been brought low, nor the rich sent away empty. The lowly were still, well, lowly. And yet, and yet, in the midst of an unjust world, in the midst of life-altering circumstances, these two women, these two women sing. And they sing songs proclaiming the blessedness of a pregnant teenager, blessed because she has believed in the Lord. They sing a song of hope, of trust that God will keep all of God's promises. Promises that the faithful will not be forgotten, that society will be made just and fair Mary is so faithful, so hopeful, so confident in the power of God that she sings all of this in the past tense as if it has already come to be. At this time of year, there are so many wonderful Christmas songs to sing and I love singing them by myself in the car. But let's be honest, they can be a little sappy. Sentimental songs that pull on our heartstrings making us long for a kind of world that has never, will never exist. Kind of like those Pinterest boards and Facebook photos that make everyone's else's life that look perfect while we feel depressed because we know we can never achieve those hallmark moments. Perfectly happy family, joyful children, perfectly content, the gift that makes all our longings go away. It's pretty to dream those perfect dreams, but what we need is not sentimental songs, but songs of hope. Songs that don't deny the way that the world is, but sing in hope of the world that with God can be. Mary and Elizabeth are not sentimental figures to populate our Christmas fantasies. They are real women, women who knew fear, who knew what it is to live under a brutal government who knew what it is to be lowly, to be considered unimportant, who worried about the world into which their babies would be born. And who of us doesn't have our own fears? Who here doesn't face grief and loss that makes the sentimental Christmas the images of perfection and joy sometimes hard to bear. Who here doesn't at times feel sad, alone, unimportant? Who doesn't worry about the future? So then, what songs shall we sing? In this season when we await the great miracle, God's joining us in our humanity, in our grief, in our fear, in our lowliness, when we await the light that shone in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. In this season, what shall we sing? Later in the service we will sing, O come, O come Emmanuel, which has this verse. O come, Thou spring, come and cheer our spirits by Thine advent here. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night, and death's dark shadows put to flight. That's a song worthy of our faith. That is a song of longing that is real about the world as it is. Gloomy clouds, death's dark shadow, but it still sings of hope of how the world with God can be. And then still later today we will sing, Tell Out My Soul, the words taken from the Magnificat. And we sing these songs not in sentimental fantasy, but in a hope of a world that can be, that could be, a world of mercy, a world of hope, a world of joy and peace, a Magnificat world. This Advent, this Christmas, we sing with Mary and Elizabeth and all those men and women who have gone before us. We sing out songs of hope in the midst of a world in love with fear and violence. We sing out songs of faith in the midst of our own lives which are far from perfect. Our voices may not be strong, They may quaver as we sing, but they will be true. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name.